I don't know. I mean, just growing up, seeing it all the time when I was in middle school, a lot of the middle school girls that I was trying to get with, they were dating high school guys. Yeah. When I was in high school, those high school girls I was trying to get with were dating college guys. Right. When I was in college, these girls was dating dudes in grad school and dudes that had careers and stuff already. And then next thing you know, I'm hearing about women dating married men. What? So, yeah. Yeah. Or sugar daddies. Bruh. That too. Impact. Hustle is intact. In fact, my hustle is intact. In fact, my hustle is intact. My muscle tough is the hustle, the numbers is just that. <laughs> and I'ma keep winning and sit back. I love the feeling of killing them with that. Attacking the process, tackling topics, master synopsis. That's the residual impact, yeah. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is your man, Brandon Geo. And your boy, Jermichael Moore. And, and we, we are, are the Residual, Residual Impact, Impact Podcast. Here we inspire others to find the greatness within themselves. And apply it to their communities. Let's grow. Yes, sir. How you been, man? How's everything going? It's good to see you. Ah, you too, brother. Appreciate um, it. I'm great. I'm great. I, I have no complaints. Uh, big news this week. What happened? Oh, we bought my wife a car. Hey, congratulations. We, we, we did, we did. We finalized on the car. She she got her car built and uh it was the first time buying a brand new car like built. Like we talking like it had to get the assembly parts everything wow. put yeah, together. Yeah, built the bins? Uh we did not build the bins. Oh. Um uh we ain't there yet. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, Range Rover. Uh negative, sir. Um <laughs> More like on the lines of uh, Toyota. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ah, no, no. You know what I'm saying? No. They Toyota's are, a lick. They most definitely are, are, I will say, like, putting a lot more money and time and effort into these cars. So, they're definitely upgrading. Yeah, most definitely. So, it was it was real cool, man. I was I was happy it's because she needed a new car. It was that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, man, it, was, it made me feel real good. She was real happy to have, you know, have some wheels. Most definitely. I did see the price, though, uh, as she drove off the lot, drop. Uh, dramatic. Uh, well, man, it sounds like that was a, a, a pretty pretty uh, dramatic change, man. <laughs> like, wow. It you was. Know, I, I used to sell cars for a living, so I would yeah. always advise people, like, please, if you could, don't buy brand new. Because once you drop that sucker off the lot, man, that price. That's it. <whistles> it does. Plummets, man. It really does. I think with her mindset was like, you know, she's been through so many hiccups with cars. It was just like, yo, I just wanted, I wanted fresh start. Like, right. if there's any hiccups, I'm know that it's on me. It's not gonna be on somebody else driving driving a car. So that was her mindset. Whatever makes her happy, be I guess. Hey, that makes that makes sense. You know, yeah. Happy wife, happy life. Well, I don't really believe in that. <laughs> uh, I'm not married, but I had this uh, kind of, you know, saying. That I actually prefer uh, to happy wife, happy life, happy spouse, happy house. I like that. I like that. Not to get too much into it, but it's, it's actually funny. I, I put a, a post on my Instagram story earlier this year because uh, the person who I was talking to at the time, she would always say happy wife, happy life. I would always say happy spouse, happy house. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, let's let the people decide. Most of the people agree with me. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I can, you know, kind of like. I, I rock with that saying from now on. Like I don't, I don't do happy wife, happy life no more. But hey, if mm-hmm. that's you know what you and your wife decide to do, that's what you and your wife decide to do. You know what I'm saying? I can't tell nobody else how to run their marriage, mm-hmm. especially since uh I ain't got no ring on my <laughs> finger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I haven't found the one yet, but it's coming. It'll happen when it's supposed to happen. I ain't tripping. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? That right time will 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 come and that you right will time know. Will come. Yeah, of course. Big facts. But uh, speaking to me, you know, let's speak about you. How was your week, B? Yo, my week was uh, cool, man. It started off awesome, mm-hmm. but it ended uh, not so awesome. Okay. But, you know, I'd rather just focus on the good because, you know, it's it, the, the way that it ended, it was okay. It wasn't like the end of the world. Mm-hmm. It's just that things didn't go as far as I planned it, but, you know, it is what it is. But the beginning of the week was off to an amazing start because... My friend and I, we went out again. Okay. And uh, yeah, man, it was a, it was a fun weekend. Actually, it was a great weekend. You know what I'm saying? Crazy because it was Hall- Halloween weekend. And you know, it was cool seeing everybody out in their costumes, man. But these places were taxing to get oh, in. Of course, of course. Places were taxing to get in. You know what I'm saying? We lucked up with free parking, though. So I guess it kind of makes up for it. But 
Yeah, man, we we had a great time. That's good, man. Yeah, you already know inflation is uh, it's real. It is very real. <laughs> it's real. extremely real. So yeah, man, the week started off great, but like I said, you know, towards the end of the week, it was just like Friday was like, man, I definitely need a do over because mm-hmm. everything that I planned did not go as planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, I wanted to go to the Braves parade, man. Like shout out to them boys. Shout out to the Braves. Shout out to them boys, shout man. The, the Braves, Braves. real chance. They did it. I wanted to go to the parade. I knew so many people that were down there, uh-huh. but I couldn't go. And uh, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, that's like kind of like a once in a lifetime kind of thing i mean the last time they won a championship was 95 yeah i wasn't even here yet i didn't live here yet yeah so i was like man when's the next time i'm gonna get to go to a championship parade but we'll see if the hawks do something this year that was a good one that was a good one dang that was a good one man come on i mean they they made moves last year hey they did though and i was actually rooting for them too so shout out to them but uh yeah, I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows, though? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? We know the Falcons ain't really doing nothing. Uh, <laughs> that, was, so. that was a joke. <laughs> that was actually a good joke, B. <laughs> See, I'm a Titans fan, so uh, I can't, I, I'm not even room for the Falcons on that one. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Nah, nah. But, yeah, enough about sports, man. Uh, this ain't a, a sports podcast, but nah. I want to give a quick shout-out to my man, Quentin. Shout-out to Q. Check out his podcast, Birds of a Feather, where he does cover falcons and hawks sports news cool cool cool. so shout out to that brother yeah but definitely like the the week all in all you know every day above ground is a good day you know i always say that so i'm still alive i cannot complain no matter how my friday went Mm. you know so i'll I'll get to go to another parade one day yeah one day one day one day maybe when uh these teams stop being so trash boy you know speaking of trash (laughs) it's funny that you mentioned that Mm -hmm. Boy, there was a, a tweet that went viral a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I, I wish I took a screenshot of it, but I can't seem to find the original tweet anymore. Okay. But it was about a young lady who was talking about how she wanted, like she she wanted no parts in taking out the trash. Right. Mm-hmm. She was gonna make a man do it, whether he lived at her place or not. So even if it was like a friend or a relative who happened to be over her place, not her, not her man, not her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But like a friend or a relative that came over the place, he was going to have to take out the trash if it was full because she refused to touch it. So, I, I re- like I said, I really wish I took a screenshot of it because I can't find it anymore. So, I don't know exactly what she said, but it was something along those lines. And it was kind of funny because a lot of the tweets that were responding to that initial one were all talking about, of course, a lot of the guys were saying they had no problem taking out the trash. But other guys were like, yo, you shouldn't have to, you know be obligated to take out trash especially if you don't live there right right like you didn't contribute to the trash why you got to take it out right and i remember one dude said that's like me saying that if a woman comes over my house whether she lives there or not i'm not touching the dishes because i'm gonna make her do it right like she's gonna be obligated to 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 wash my dishes and it ain't gonna work it ain't gonna work it don't make no sense no so so she does this lady live by herself or I believe she does. So, Not hundred percent sure, but I believe she does. So is she inviting people over, like, hey, come over. Uh oh, by the way, I got some trash. Uh probably you that, that out that's, that's what it seems like. But um in my initial search of this tweet, because I wanted to make sure I had the tweet in its entirety in my face so that I can read it, mm-hmm. I actually didn't find it, but I found another one that was similar. And I'm not going to say the user's name, but this tweet actually did kind of go pretty viral at the end of October. It had 92.6 thousand likes and 18.8 thousand retweets. And she said, I know gender roles are bad, but I'm never cutting grass or taking out trash in a house where a man lives. Now, that was something that was slightly different than the initial tweet that I just talked about, because she was saying that, you know, whether a man lived there or not, he was going to take out the trash regardless. This young lady is saying that, you know, if a man lives in the house, if a man is present in the house, she's not going to touch the trash because she expects him to take it out. Right. Which, you know, honestly, I don't blame her. I've been taking out the trash since I was a little boy. I don't mind. I'll take out the trash. I don't care, Mm -hmm. you know. But um, there were so many people responding to this tweet to where, you know, they agreed with her and then some people didn't agree with her. Mm -hmm. So a young lady commented on that tweet and she said, Nah, gender roles aren't bad as long as they're chosen instead of forced. I do the laundry in my house because I like it. My husband doesn't make me do it because it's women's work. That's the difference. You can like whatever you like. 
Right. Another woman responded and said, my feminism tends to leave my body when I see trash and grass. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of back and forth going on. The last tweet was pretty funny. The last tweet was actually pretty funny. Uh, this one gentleman uh, retweeted the original tweet and he said, this thread, women don't want to take responsibility for anything. They don't hate gender roles. They just hate the ones that don't favor them. Now, another response to the initial tweet was from a woman who said, it's always fine when we say things like this, but switch up when men reverse and attribute chores based on gender. Mm. So there was a lot of, you know, kind of like back and forth going on, but also a lot of people who agreed with the initial post, mm -hmm. and a lot of people who didn't agree with the initial post. How do you feel about it? If, if a, I agree with her, if a man is in the home, right? And whether he's a husband, son, or something like that, I was raised, you know, hey, just take out the trash. You, that's what you do. Um, but I've, I've also seen, like, like my mom, she would take it out if we're not in the house. Like, mm -hmm. she's not opposed to taking it out. So I, 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 I do agree that the man should be, you know, outside cutting the grass and doing those things. But like I said, once again, my mom, she would actually sometimes go out there and cut the grass. She's not opposed right. to it. But as a man, though, you step up and you, you take care of those things. Because nine times out of ten, those things are they're typically heavier. That's mm -hmm. why you want to take them out. Or, you know, outdoor activities. You know, that's just what a man does. Right. It, I can see how the gender roles play a, a factor. The gender roles most definitely are something that it's a, it's a very thin line. Because you can't, hey, man, use some dishes in the sink. Yo, <laughs> come on, I need you to go hit them dishes. You get slapped in the mouth for saying that Man. almost. So that's where it's it's very thin line, and I think I think uh, we we see that commonly amongst men and women. And, and it's crazy because you know I, I joke about this with a lot of my friends. You know, and it, it's it's just interesting to see how a lot of women, not all, but a lot of women, are quick to say what a man's job is. Yeah, with no problems, no consequences, no repercussions, none of that. But let us say what we feel a woman's job is and all hell breaks loose and it's very it's a, it's a thin line because <laughs> me personally i'll gladly do all the yard work outside yeah i'll gladly do all the yard work outside i'll cut the grass i'll trim the hedges i'll clean the gutters i'll replace any light bulbs that need to be replaced around the house all of that i'll, I'll do any exterior painting if i have to mm -hmm. pressure washing anything i'll do it Inside the house, mm -mm. I, I I can't stand like I don't like to vacuum. I'll do it if I have to, of course, but I really don't like to vacuum. I don't care to fold clothes. Mm -hmm. I love doing laundry. Love having clean clothes, right? So I'll do laundry all day. I do my own laundry. But when it comes to folding, shoot, ask me how often I fold my clothes. <laughs> I'll keep them in a in, in like a clean bin or something like that, mm -hmm. and I'll just pull them out whenever I need to, iron them, and get out the house. Mm -hmm. I hate folding. I used to work in a clothing store for a decade, and folding was very tedious. I hated yeah. it. I still hate it to this day. It is tedious. So my ex, you know, she would always get on me with that because we used to work in the same clothing store. Mm -hmm. But sometimes she would fold my clothes for me, even though you know I washed them all. She would fold some of them for me, mm -hmm. and she would also joke about how i just i was trashed with the folding you know my, my folding skills weren't all that even though i did work at a clothing store right? yeah but that's why i was a cashier there i wasn't i wasn't necessarily anybody who was like folding the clothes throughout the store i stayed right. at the register i checked people out blah 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 but any any like the interior housework you know what i'm saying i don't really care to do i'll do it if i have to but if you know if somebody's in the house and they you know love to do it or they don't want to do the outside chores. Like I'll volunteer for the outside chores if yeah. you want to do this for me. You know, yeah. let's let's have that exchange. Let's have that conversation. Yeah. And I honestly think that as long as you have that precedent established, hey, it, it, it should work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the major key you said right there is the fact that as long as you have that communication up front, like hey, if you do this, I'll do this. As long as because at the end of the day, it's just about the things getting done. That's mm -hmm. that's the that's the moral of the story. So as long as it gets done, it's okay. Um, but when you start to put these roles on it, oh, who's supposed to do this, who's supposed to do that, then you get into something that's way deeper, and it yeah. becomes a more of a conflict than what it has to be. Right. So, because, like, for my household, boom, my wife cooks, I'll clean the kitchen. She doesn't like to do that. She don't necessarily like to clean, uh, uh, wash the dishes, but I don't mind, but she likes to cook, so she'll cook. I'm not about to be like, yo, you better be cooking, or you better be, 
No. It's just like whoever really wants to do the task, they, they'll do the task and the other person will do the other side of the task that needs to be. So I can understand. Well, the last time I cooked a meal that wasn't for me, it was for a young lady that I was dating. Mm-hmm. Um, we were supposed to cook together. But that didn't happen. I ended up cooking by myself. But it was a bomb meal. I wish I took a picture. <laughs> I made mashed potatoes. I made. I grilled asparagus. Mm-hmm. And I don't even eat asparagus. I bought asparagus and I cooked it because she loved it, right? Asparagus is good, though. Uh, yeah, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I grilled asparagus mm-hmm. and I made a steak. Okay. I made steak for the both mm, of us. So good. we were supposed to cook together. That didn't happen. So I ended up cooking it by myself, Bruh. which is all good. So I was okay. like, all right, bet. I did all this cooking. You got the dishes. What happened? I ended up doing the dishes too. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, okay, did she help you? Yeah, she helped me. She she felt she felt bad, but you know, so okay. she helped me with it. Okay, okay. Um, I forget what exactly happened. There was a lot going on at the time. I don't know if it was the time of the month um, or or if she said it was the time of the month. I was it. really trying to finesse. Trying to finesse. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, but it's like, dang, I gotta cook and wash the dishes. I mean, that's, I can lie, it, it is that was hard. That's it's like you feel like you're doing all the work, in right? That so I can I can understand. That. I can understand. But I mean, it is what it is. As long as you have that communication up front, yes. As long as you have all of that established, no yep. matter what gender you are, yep. I think that that's the most important thing. Up front. Up front. Yes, that's the biggest thing. Because I understand a lot of ladies don't want to touch trash. It's it's not the most sanitary thing. It's disgusting. It's mm-hmm. you know it can be annoying, especially if the trash bag breaks, yeah. which I've had happen to me before. So I, I get it. I understand. Yeah. So I don't care how wealthy we get. I don't care how big my house gets. I don't care if we have an eight bedroom five and a half bath type situation and we have a bunch of people living in the house because we have a nice size family i'll gladly take out the trash in the entire house i will gladly do the yard work around the entire house just as long as whoever else is in our family does the inside work Mm -hmm. that's fine with me you know well speaking of finesse uh you know our girl was uh back back uh trending again (laughs) (laughs) you all know she has become a regular on this show apparently (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she who we said we weren't going to talk about at least in the last episode especially she who shall not be named in this Bruh, episode because we said we, we wouldn't talk about not it no talk more. about you <laughs> <laughs> but for those of y'all who consistently tune in you know exactly who we're talking about <laughs> nah for real though but she somehow made her way back around <laughs> Who are we talking about? R. Shelley. I mean, uh, Brittany Renner. Oh, my yeah, God. Apparently, she doesn't like the nickname R. Shelley. But let a woman be six years apart, and I'm a fucking predator? Y'all are calling me R. Shelley? Y'all got all these memes and this oh, funny, funny shit? Yeah, I think she don't like that. She don't like that. I can understand why. I can understand, I can understand why, but it's kind of <laughs> funny. Like, I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's very funny. It's, it's funny. Um, but yeah, Brittany Renner is trending again, or was trending again, because she... Uh, was being interviewed by DJ Academics last week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Academics pretty much tried to call her out on trapping PJ Washington. Right. And Brittany was pretty much defending herself, saying she met him when she was 26. And I think she said he was 20. Yeah. And she said that, you know, he's a grown man. She wasn't trying to trap him. You know, she thought that he was her guy. Like, she thought that. That could have been her husband, potentially. Right. And they decided to have a child together. And then I guess things didn't work after she had the child. Which, you know what? I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. I can't say what exactly was going on in her mind because I definitely can't read her mind. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what was said on both sides because, again, I wasn't there. Right. All I can do is is talk about what's going on from the outside looking in. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to cap. Like... When Brittany went to Jackson State and she said, hide your sons, whether jokingly or not, it seemed pretty predatory. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't it doesn't really make for a strong case in her situation with her saying that she didn't trap this man mm-hmm. when she's going around college campuses and talking about hide your sons. I understand that. And I mean, from from the interview, from what I watched as well, she she was also talking about how like. She's saying that basically the conversations that her and PJ have behind the camera, behind closed doors, are not necessarily what's portrayed on the internet. 
Mm. And and as you know, we do have sometimes where the internet will take some things and they'll run with it. Of course, they'll make their own narrative. Yeah. So I ain't trying to put her in a right or anything or anything. But she was just basically saying that he doesn't. She doesn't know why he doesn't say some of these things. Like he'll make it seem like he's the victim online. Right. But then she was like, behind closed doors, it don't seem like that. And she was she. DJ Academics asked her. He was like, well, why don't we hear this from him? And she was like, well, I don't know. I don't know. So she didn't have no answer for that. So, you know, I, I ain't gonna lie, I got, I got a little soft on her, you know. I got a little soft on her when she said that. I'm like, okay, well. So what, is that why we're talking about her again? Possibly. I don't know. Maybe. But I do agree that, okay, with her being 26 years old, him being 20 at the time, and I'm trying to put myself in that situation when I was 20, you, you are becoming a young adult, but there are some situations and some ways you think that's not fully mature yet. Right. So you, you would make some decisions based off of uh some emotions that you may have especially if this you know young lady is she's she's very attractive of so course. you would make some you know permanent decision off of a temporary emotion mm. and i think we've all had that before where we've been in the moment and we had some happen you know and i think that's one of the things where it could have been but she was like they were in love and all this such and such i don't know who knows but looking at that situation i do think that she has some uh just some interesting uh, perspectives about how she moves. And I think sometimes it, it's misunderstood. But then I think sometimes she's in her own world and it ain't it ain't understood. I don't know what she's doing. Makes sense. Makes sense. So. Um, I actually did want to correct uh, a mistake that I made in a previous episode regarding her birthday and her age. Mm-hmm. Now, I think when we spoke about her two episodes ago, I said that she was born in November 91. Mm-hmm. But I actually looked it up again, and somebody, uh, I believe it was Wikipedia, said that she was born in February 92. So I guess the math is mathing in this situation to where she was 26 and PJ was 20 because she is now 29, about to be 30 next year. Yeah, next year. And PJ just turned 23 in August. Oh, okay. So... I mean, at that age, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of if I was talking to a woman at that, how, you know, 26 years old and I'm 20 years old, uh, I think women, they mature faster than men. So at some point she did kind of have a better understanding of maybe everything. And right. he probably moved more so on like, yo, she bad. Cause that's how yeah, I was looking. Yeah, when when I was twenty, I was yeah, about to say the same thing. Think about it. That's when it. I was twenty. That's pretty much all I thought about. That's it. Like I told the story before, I was eighteen dating a twenty year old at one point, and all I could think about was, man, she's bad. That's first it. First of all, second <laughs> of all, I'm eighteen dating a twenty year old, <laughs> and it was like, yo, I can brag to my friends, like, yo, I got me an older woman. Come on now, you know what I'm saying? That's think about that. So he's not really thinking about later on down the line. No, he's not. Yo, but she did say that he was the one said, let me have, I'm trying to have a baby or something like that. <sighs> we don't know how true, allegedly, but that's, it came from her. She did right. say that. Also, what she said was, uh, you know, she was talking about the age gap between a lot of other couples out there. I noticed. And, and she was saying how nobody bats an eye with those people like yeah. Jay-Z and Beyonce. Yeah. Who are like, what, about 12 years apart? I didn't even know that, but I know they're not the same age. Right. And then also, Brittany called out the age gap between Lori Harvey and Michael B. Jordan. She kept saying how Lori Harvey was 24. And I believe, I, I think Michael B. Jordan is like a year older than me. I think he was born in 88 or 87. Mm-hmm. So, it's like 33, I think, right? Yeah, I believe he's 33. So that was a 10 year difference, 10 year gap? Roughly. Women typically mature faster than men. So in their situation, Lori Harvey maybe is more mature, and they're the same maturity eight. I don't know, man. I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm talking about this girl, man. <laughs> Listen, all I can say is I, I can understand the age gaps between men and women because for the most part, I mean, if you, if you think about it, a lot of younger women go for older men. Yes. The youngest woman I've ever talked to was seven years younger than me, mm-hmm. you know, and... I think the oldest woman I've ever talked to was probably two years older than me. So it's rare that you'll find like older women with younger men, mm-hmm. but it's way more common to see younger women with older men. Right. And I think it might have something to do with the maturity aspect that you were speaking of, but also with the fact that, I don't know, I mean, just growing up, seeing it all the time when I was in middle school, 
a lot of the middle school girls that I was trying to get with, they were dating high school guys. Yeah. When I was in high school, those high school girls I was trying to get with were dating college guys. Right. When I was in college, these girls was dating dudes in grad school and dudes that had careers and stuff already. And then next thing you know, I'm hearing about women dating married men. What? So, yeah. Yeah. Or sugar daddies. Bruh. That too. I guess it depends on the person. Nobody really can put a, a true uh, um, token on love if, if there's really love there. But um, I guess she's just trying to justify her own situation. Possibly. Once again, I don't even know how you're talking about it. But, uh, just to give her some more light. I, I, like, I have a little soft spot for her after the interview. But then again, she put herself in this position to be looked at in certain ways because of the things that she's done. Like written a book about being the side chick and, uh, you know, different things like that. You know, and it's just, hey, you made your bed, now lay in it. Right. The term, I guess is how it goes. All I know is this is the last time we talking about her. <laughs> <laughs> we said that the last time. <laughs> she would not get a segment on this show. Stop the cow. Again. Yeah, I don't know about all that act because uh, next time she's trying to, I'm talking about it. I don't care. <laughs> But yeah, uh, most definitely, I, I hope that, you know, everything works out, especially for the sake of the child. Yeah. You know, because they brought another life into this world. Yep. The least they can do is just make things right for the child. I do agree. I do agree. I so, hope everything works out with them. Most definitely. Speaking of bringing life into this world, the internet is going crazy, especially black internet, black Twitter, black Instagram, going crazy over uh, some new life that Summer Walker just brought into the world this weekend. And I'm not talking about another child. I'm talking about her new album, Still Over It. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if you've heard any of the buzz that's been circulating around this album. I haven't listened to it. I really don't plan on listening to it. But it's crazy how so many women are coming up with different captions for their Instagram posts and so many different things to put up on their stories and so many tweets to put out regarding this album. Mm -hmm. The same way a lot of us guys were, were kind of doing it with Certified Lover Boy. Yep. You know, I guess it's the women's turn with Still Over It. Mm -hmm. So pretty much everybody's feeling some type of way, you know, men and women. And um, I've noticed that one of the songs that's definitely getting a lot of buzz is Sierra's Prayer. Now, I saw somebody post this on her story on Instagram, but... You know, I knew that Sierra had a prayer in order to get Russell Wilson, but um, I've never listened to it. I've never heard Sierra like I've never really watched or listened to Sierra talk about her prayer or what she actually said. Mm -hmm. But there were a lot of people posting about the prayer on Instagram. And I don't know what site that I saw this on, but somebody posted the prayer on. I think it was one of them blog sites. Uh, I don't want to say the wrong one, but. Um, the comment section was popping. Mm -hmm. One comment in particular that stuck out to me said, prayer alone won't work. If you're not ready to receive that blessing, you'll keep finding yourself stuck. Heal and prepare yourself for the blessing you're praying for. God don't help those who don't help themselves. Now, there were a lot of women and men who were agreeing with him in the comments, but then there were also some who were pushing back. How do you feel about what it is that he said? Because I, I, I can say that I kind of agree with him in that aspect. Like, you know, prayer, of course, works. Yes, it does work. But prayer alone, especially when you want something to enter into your life, I don't think prayer alone will work for you to get that exact thing without you doing the necessary work to prepare yourself for what it is that you're praying for. Right. Uh, no, I 100% agree with that. I think that's true. I think whatever you're doing, whatever it is, you have to prepare yourself in order to receive it's almost like um, I heard a story, uh, I think, of Steve Harvey. Basically, one day he was saying he's he was trying to get a new car. He was telling his mom every day, I'm, I want, I'm about to get this new car. His mom was like, yeah, that's cool, but your old car is still out there in the driveway on blocks. And she would tell him this every day. And he was like, he didn't understand. But then one day he finally went out there. He got the driveway cleaned up mm -hmm. for the car. And then he realized how much room he had. And he was like, I think a week later, he ended up getting a new car finally. And he was like, it clicked what his mom was trying to tell him all along. You have to be prepared to receive. So by him making room in order to receive, he then got what he was looking for. So I think it works the same way in life. In, in order to get what you really want, you do have to, I call it giving God something to work with. You got to give mm -hmm. God something to work with. You got to put some work in yourself and show God like, yo, I want this. I think you do pray 
you do do that portion, but you also prepare yourself for these things that are coming. Because if you're not prepared for it, then it's a blessing can really be a burden to you. Right. So I, I do agree with him on that one. And, and you know, what's funny that you mentioned that. I just thought about how so many people under his comment mm-hmm. kept replying, faith without works is dead. Yeah. You can have all the faith in the world. And it, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having faith, right? right? You need it. But you can have all the faith in the world. But if you're not working on that faith, if you're not working to do anything with the faith that you have, yep. what's going to be the outcome? Same result that you've been got. Some people are willing to receive that message wholeheartedly. And it's like, okay, well, if, if this is something that I want, if I, if I want to actually use Sierra's prayer to find my husband, then I definitely have to work on myself. It's rare, but I have seen some women say that. But for the most part, I have seen a lot of women in the comments section talking about how they just believe that the prayer is going to help them get the man that they want, that God's just going to send them the man that they deserve. Mm-hmm. When in all actuality, I mean, thinking about it, the woman that you are today should be able to get you the man that you deserve. Mm-hmm. But if you really work on yourself to become the woman that you need to be to obtain the man that you really want, mm-hmm. only then will you get the man that you really want. Because you'll be a different woman and you'll deserve a different caliber of man at that point. I agree. That makes me think about being married now. Like, before I was married, dude, like, I had to, I would, I actually would pray and ask God, like, exactly what I wanted in a woman. Mm -hmm. But it was a time period where I was by myself. And, like, that time period by myself, I was like, man, let me, let me do some things of how, let me act how I would want to act when I'm married, basically. Right. And I had to really figure out some things, like get myself prepared. I'm like, yo, I'm, and then I realized at one point I really wasn't ready for marriage. I really wasn't ready to be with somebody else because there were so many things that I had to get together. Okay. And so I, I agree with that. Like, put yourself in a position now so that when it comes, it's not like a shock. It's like, oh, no, I've been prepared for this. Right. Stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. There you go. I like that. Huh? And, and to touch on that, man, I, I saw this one tweet um, by a young lady that I follow. And she said, in order for Sierra to be with Russ, she first had to wholeheartedly stop effing with future. Y'all don't want to do that part. Ooh. What are you praying for? Ooh. Yo, that's deep. That was deep. It was. And, and it's crazy because I'm just like thinking how many people actually agree with her because I, I wholeheartedly agree with her. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, if, if you're a specific type of person now, and in this case, because of Sierra's prayer and it relates more to women, if you're a certain type of woman now, I feel like the type of men that you that you get in your life are probably the men that you deserve at this point in your life. Yeah. So if you want a higher caliber of man, yeah. then you have to be that higher caliber of woman. Sierra's from Atlanta. She was messing with an Atlanta dude. She was messing with Future, mm-hmm. right? And, and I've seen so many people put comparison photos of her when she was dealing with future, how she used to dress when they went out, how she used to act when they were together versus how she dresses when she's with Russell, how she acts when she's with Russell. She had to completely change. She had to do a a 180 man Mm -hmm. to be a different woman to, to, to receive a Russell Wilson. And, and when I think about it, it's like Russell Wilson is the type of brother that a lot of women will call a lame a square they won't they don't want anything to do with him so it's like are you really the type of woman that can overlook how corny he might be at times just so that you can reap the benefits of having a great man in your life yeah you know because because you'll have those women who say oh he's he's a lame i don't want him but then they'll go to a dude who's more fun but he'd be the type of brother that's nothing like he he ain't he, he's not doing nothing for them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a trap dude. He's a hood dude. He's a bad boy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, he's not doing anything but bringing them both down. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, I guess that's where experience comes in. Sometimes it takes that right person. It took that right person for uh, Sierra in future to kind of, like, just guide her in that certain direction. Point her in another direction where she's saying, like, okay, that's what I get when I'm with this type of person. Let me redirect. So experience sometimes redirects you in the right direction if you allow it to do it. Sometimes we don't learn from that mistakes, but clearly she did. That word came the prayer, and I'm guessing that's when Russell walked through the door. Hey, there you go. Speaking of directions, um, this week we uh, got some, some pretty hard news, I guess you could say. Former Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs III is currently facing two additional felony charges this week. 
Um, he was involved in a fiery crash that left a young lady, um, 23 years old, and her dog uh, dead. Uh, he was uh, apparently driving the car at speeds topped at 156 miles per hour. Good Lord. Yes. And a lot of these cars only go up to what, 160? Uh, I, he was in a Corvette, so I don't know. I don't know Bruh, what they're going up to. Wow. So the newer Corvettes, you know, nowadays they they really putting some something in these cars. Yeah, and I, I desperately want one. I mean, I'll I'll get it, but I, you better believe I ain't doing no speeds. Yo, so he unless was, I'm on a track. I seen the video beat. It was like you saw the car driving at a normal speed, and then you saw him. It was like a blur. It was like a flash at how fast he was going. Yeah, I didn't even know there was video. Yeah, TM- TMZ. I don't know how they do it, but they get everything. They get everything, so they got the they got the camera. Wow. And uh, so yes, he was driving at speeds at 156 miles per hour. It was him and his lady in the car, and um, I guess upon impact, he hit her at about 122 miles per hour. And unfortunately, like I said, the young lady she passed away, and um, they found that. Henry Ruggs was under the influence at the time. And, uh, yes, so he was charged with uh, a felony count of DUI and reckless driving. And then he also had a uh, firearm in the car as well. Mm. So the Raiders, they did drop him. They, they cut him after hearing the news. And um, he, is, he did get out on bond for like $100,000. I want to say his bond was... But, you know, he does have to go through the whole court process. Wow. And he is currently facing, I think it's a maximum of 46 years in prison. And, yeah. And I, I got to correct myself. His bond was $150,000, which he did get. And I don't want to say his, his career is not over, but this most definitely was a wake-up call, I believe, for him. I, 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 do, I do pray for the family that was involved. And I also send my prayers out to him. I was speaking with somebody to this week and, you know, having that on your conscience, knowing that, you know, you you took a life. Right. And uh, especially you were under influence, so you're not really thinking clearly. That that man, he he definitely is in need of love right now because you never know where his mental is at right now, especially with this being men's uh, mental awareness month as well. So um, I do send my prayers out to him as well. He's definitely send my prayers out to that young lady's family like yo because yeah. i know someone who has lost a loved one in a car accident due to the driver being under the influence mm-hmm. and you know it was a it was a, a close friend of mine at the time it was her father and a few other people in her father's car in savannah and she lives in new york so um you know they did just happened to be in Georgia and they crashed or they collided with someone who was drinking and driving that night. And my friend lost her father and whoever else was in the car. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I, I can I can definitely understand that. I know it hit her hard, her and her sister. So, you know, I think about that to this day. But um man, yeah, my prayers definitely go out to this young lady's family. And yep. and if he is sentenced to the max of forty six years, he's only twenty two years old, man. Yeah. So 46 years, bro, if he does that full time, he's not getting out till he's about 70. Yeah. Like really close to 70. Yeah. Off of one night decision. Yeah. Like you went from, he was, because mind you, he was in the first round. He was a first round draft pick. Right. A couple, either a couple years ago, a year ago. And, you know, to be there to now, you're possibly facing being behind him. Uh, it's crazy that's a change yeah it's a huge change man so it's like be wise man getting behind that wheel first of all don't don't be driving 150 dude driving 100 miles per hour it's like when you get up to that speed like bro you really having to like control the wheel differently i could only imagine driving 156 miles yeah i don't think i could even think about 100 like i can't even fathom that bro that's ah man be safe y'all Please be wise to please, man. please, please, because you only get one life. Oh. You only get one life. And the last thing you want to do is do something stupid to risk your life or somebody else's. Yeah, man. So prayers out to uh, the young lady that was involved as well. Um, Most definitely. To her and her family right now, man. In some other news this week, uh, you know, Travis Scott. Yeah, I know Travis Scott. 
he had a you know his Astro World performance, well his concert festival that he has in Houston, mm-hmm. and uh, he had it on November fifth, and uh, this one was a little you know, Travis is known for his concerts being like raging extravagant you know mosh pit style yeah. like yeah because yep, he's not like your typical rapper he's more like he's like a rock star yeah pretty much blended with a rapper yeah and uh so this is known for his his concerts right mm-hmm. but this one got a little bit out of hand as everybody was there it was already fifty thousand people there it was so sold out but apparently i guess it was a bunch of people outside still trying to get in mm-hmm. so the guard i guess it was you know right now it's I guess it's lack of jobs everywhere, even right. in, even in this staffing kind of thing. Because security, yep. yeah, because you see videos of these kids, they got to the they got to the gates and they they started pushing their way in and they made their way in. Be the security was like everywhere. They couldn't even they couldn't even stop them. At one point, you'll see a video like they just throwing their hands up, like because they couldn't do nothing. Right. So you just see a whole bunch of more people come in out of already a sold out event, and apparently they say these people start pushing their way towards the front. People started to pass out. They say you had a bunch of people that was just like they getting trampled on. Uh, apparently, they say Travis Scott he did stop or slow down the, the festival at one point and pointed somebody out. Say, hey, you know, get him. He's he's passed out. Um, so security like so he stopped his concert. But then once he I guess they got that person up, he was like he kept his concert going. Mm. People were apparently yelling like, yo, stop it! Like there's more people that's that's passing out. They said there's mosh pits left, right. All around him. So if you were small, they say you're trampled. Like you, you were getting trampled, and it's just it was a really scary thing. And unfortunately, eight people passed away, and um, they said uh, actually uh, over a hundred people were hospitalized as well. Wow. And it was uh, Travis Scott. He did write a tweet out that said, uh, "You know, I'm absolutely devastated by what took place last night. My prayers go out to the families and all those impacted by what happened at Astro World Festival. Uh, Houston PD has my total support as they continue to look at the tra- tragic loss of life. I'm committed to working together with the Houston community to heal and support families in need. Thank you, Houston PD, Fire Department, and NRG Park for their immediate response and support. I love you all." So yeah, be like, what do you what do you think about you know maybe his response or you know what happened at this festival, man? First and foremost, I definitely want to say that my prayers go out to everybody affected by what happened that night. I don't really know much of what to say, man. I've only been to two concerts in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I remember my very first concert ever was a New Edition concert that my mom took me to when I was a kid. That was my introduction to New Edition. I had no idea who they were. Did they right? do it? If it isn't love, that's. I don't remember that. I, the only song I really remember that they did was Mr. Telephone Man. Okay. That was the first time I ever heard that song. I mean, I, I knew of Bobby Brown, right, right. right? So my mom had to explain that that was Bobby Brown's group before he became Bobby, Bobby Brown. Brown. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I knew Bobby Brown, and um, you know I remember them playing Mr. Telephone Man, and and I remember Bobby wasn't there, so it was the other five members. Bobby wasn't there. Um. But, you know, I, I learned of Mr. Telephone Man and Cool It Now. So, you know, songs like that. And then my second concert ever was when I was like 29 years old. Uh, it was on the run too, Jay-Z and Beyonce. So when they came to Atlanta, uh, I went to Mercedes-Benz Stadium to see them. Uh, with a young lady I was dating at the time, I took her to see the concert. So, you know, those are the only two concerts i ever been to and fortunately nothing bad happened at either one yeah everybody was safe we all made it in there safely we all left the venue safely right right right. in this situation man it's it's kind of like it's terrifying to say the least man to to not know whether you're gonna make it out of a concert and like i said i mean i know travis scott's not the uh typical rapper you know he's he like you said he's more rapper mixed with rock star but I don't know, man. Like every single year, it looks like Astro World just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and man. it's just like you don't even know now. You don't even know if you're gonna make it out of there alive. Yep. And that was that was one of the things that one of these guys posted a video. He was just like he'd never seen nothing like that. He was he's like, man, people were t- yelling and screaming. Yo, stop the concert! Like this is it's not safe. And he 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 even referenced it was like he was like it was like hell in there. He was mm. saying it was that bad. It was scary 
to not know that you might not make it out. Right. Imagine, because mind you, like you said, you went to on the on the run uh, tour. Uh, yeah. Like so, I'm pretty sure y'all was in like some seats, right? Yeah, we were in seats. This is we talking about a festival outside. People standing up, standing around. Mm-hmm. Imagine fifty thousand people. Like that's like a sea of people, yo. Yeah. No, I don't even want to imagine. That's scary, I don't imagine bro. That either, man. Like if you imagine, they say you had like a kid out there who was ten years old. That kid can't even around a bunch of adults or you know teenagers that pushing and right. They're not thinking with no sense at that point, man. No. Because, I mean, you think about Mosh Pit, you think about people definitely throwing bows. Yes. Stomping every single which direction. Come you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they're just, you know, they're losing it. They're into the music and yeah. they're not only vibing, but they they really just doing whatever just because. Yeah. You know, it's because the music is playing. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with having fun. But, yo, you got to be safe at the same time, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's a scary, it's a really a scary thing. I I'm, I was never a person, like, I don't like huge crowds of people, personally, so that's just not my, my taste, but, man, I, I hope that those that were involved, that um that it just wakes them up in a sense of, you know, be careful what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, if you like to have fun, go have fun, but, you know, let's be wise, let's, let's be careful, man. And prayers out to all the family members. Most definitely. You know, who were um, impacted. Um yeah gosh i would definitely say in this situation man it's just like i know we've talked about it before you know experience is one of the best teachers but when you can learn from other people's experiences you know just be you know just so you don't have to experience it that's really the best um and i I don't want to say that you know i want to learn from everybody who unfortunately didn't make it out of their life but I just want this to be a lesson to just a lot of people, man. Just y'all gotta be careful out there. Like y'all, I don't even know what else to say. It's it's just some devastating news, but just please be careful. Please be safe. I know we all happy to be outside. I know we all happy to, yeah. you know, interact with other humans and not be bored in the house. In the house, bored. But yo, what is it? What does it cost? Like for real, what does it really cost? Message. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You got to start thinking of the price of things, man. And I I would hate to want to go to a concert just to have fun. And I don't even make it out of there. Or I make it out of there, but I'm injured. Now I'm up in the hospital because somebody wanted to get ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you said something real key. What is the cost? What is the cost? So what about our investments? That make me think about investments. Speaking of investments, heard about Kobe Bryant. I did. I did hear about what happened with Kobe. Kobe was a smart man. He was an extremely smart man. Like, he wasn't just known for basketball. I mean, a lot of people knew him for basketball, true. Mm -hmm. But he was into way more things than basketball. And because of that, he made a stupid amount of money almost two years after he passed. His estate is, like, you think that his estate was filthy rich before? Boy. He getting to that bag. I'll say, uh, I think he he uh, get into the to the Brinks truck. More than even a Brinks truck at this <laughs> point, man. What? <laughs> what happened? So, he apparently invested into Body Armor, which is like a energy drink brand. Years ago, he acquired 15% stake in the company. Mm-hmm. And this was back in 2014. And then this year, Coca-Cola decided that, hey, yo, we want to buy them out. And uh, they decided to buy them out for $5.6 billion. Billion with a B, huh? With a B. So that means that since Kobe was an original stakeholder in it, his estate will reportedly get $400 million. Good Lord. Cash. Okay, I don't know about cash, but he going to get that money. Um, Off of the, uh, the investment that he made early on. Wow. So talk about a wise investment. Talk about... Thinking ahead of time and, and, and being ahead of your time and setting his family up. Bro, Vanessa and their daughters, I mean, they, they didn't have to worry about anything to begin with, Mm-mm. you know, financially anyway. But now, now, man, Vanessa and his other daughters are set. All from him taking the time out to, to make an investment in the future. And how much did he invest initially? Uh, they say he had, he originally invested eight million dollars. So invested eight million mm-hmm. 
2014. Yep. Which was seven years ago. Yep. And that initial investment of eight million over the course of seven years turned into four hundred million. Four hundred million dollars. Yep. Now we gotta put things in perspective. You know, Kobe Pockets eight million is is he had that apparently to be of able course. you know to be able to invest. Right. But you know, I think that's I think that's something to take into consideration of as far as you know comparing to ourselves as far as investment goes. Because, you know, I don't want people to get discouraged and think, oh, man, Kobe got it. He just had $8 million, you know. No, like, when we talk about investments, you know, speaking of the topic, take what you have and, and use that. Because I'm pretty sure at the end of the day that $8 million was still a risk to put up. Of course. You, he didn't know that this was going to All happen. investments are risks. Yeah. Every single investment that you make is a risk. Come on, Whether man. it's a monetary investment or maybe an emotional investment, you got to think of relationships. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's one of the biggest risks that I could ever think of. Man, that is a risk. How many of us, men or women, have dated somebody who's broken our hearts? Oh, come on, man. All of us. Well, I ain't going to say all of us, but a lot of us probably. Right. I know I've had my heart broken. Same. It is what it is. But it's a gamble. Yes. Right? You give a person your heart. And it's a saying. I think there's a saying that goes, never make somebody your all because when you no longer have that person, you'll have nothing. Ooh. I wish I knew that back in the day. Boy. <laughs> so... Ask yourself what kind of risk are you putting yourself? Because clearly, Kobe Bryant putting that money up front. Hey, he saw something. He saw a vision. He saw a potential. So he was like, "Hey, this is worth the risk." Of course. And you know, for me, I I have I have most definitely put my money in some things that weren't necessarily uh, beneficial down the line. But I also I have my money into some things that that I'm hoping that will turn out. Same here. You know. So yeah. hey, you know who knows? You you can I would say use what you have. Um, at the time period, like I, I'll say one of my investments, I'm investing into a um, company called Fruit Juice To Go, and I own 10%. Speaking of Kobe, shout out, well, he owned 15, but I own, <laughs> <laughs> I own 10% staking hey, into it. Lit. And, you know, for me, that was, it was like when I put that money up, it was very scary because the company didn't even start yet. But to see them now and they're growing in a, in, a, in a positive direction, it was most definitely something that was like, okay, this is a risk. I don't really know how it's going to come out. But I'm I have faith. I'm trusting in my my investments. But you also have to be willing to know, like, you have to be able to be cool with parting ways with that money. Of course, knowing that hey, that money might not come back to you. Right. But hoping that hey, it's gonna come back to me in a greater way than I gave out to it. Think so. about anybody who's ever won the lotto before. Oh yeah. They didn't get them tickets for free. Definitely not. They had to part with some money. Yeah. To buy the tickets, and those lucky people <laughs> hit really lucky right <laughs> they hit they did so i mean it's just like you got to be willing to take that risk you got to be willing to take that chance yes you know no risk no reward yes so don't be scared don't be scared to uh get off the sideline and, and take a chance especially because think about it if if you actually set some portion of money aside to actually put it towards something beneficial because we spend our money on a lot of dumb stuff of course food man. I ain't gonna say food is dumb, but sometimes. How you, many times do you need to eat out? Bro, come on now. How many you times like, you need that latte? Right. That green matcha latte that's so good. <laughs> Listen, they didn't cut a check. They are not mentioning no names. You're right, you're right, you're right. Sorry about that. Uh, it's just one of my favorites. <laughs> but yeah, how many times do you need that? Like, what if you put that money aside, save it up, and put it into some crypto? Put it into. We are not financial advisors. Bro. We are not. Definitely not. But I am investing into some crypto as we speak. <laughs> And it's crazy that you mentioned that because everywhere you turn now, you see a commercial yeah. for crypto. Oh, yeah. Bro, I just went to the movies to see the Eternals. There was, uh, you know, the, the little advertisements before the trailers started to play in the movie theaters. Uh-huh. One of them was regarding crypto. Bro. In the movies. I heard they about to start taking crypto to get inside. Like, you can use that as a form of payment. Listen, they already got Bitcoin vending machines and gas stations. I'm saying. Look. But that would look all that right now is still looked at as a risk to get into. Like, yeah. Be like, I don't know. I don't know. But it's expanding. It's it's everywhere you look. You see crypto. Yeah. YouTube videos. All the ads that play Coinbase. They're yeah. talking about crypto. Nas invested in Coinbase. Yeah, man. I actually own some stock in Coinbase myself. <laughs> I've invested in Coinbase. I've invested in several other Smart cryptocurrencies. Man. You just you just never know. Nope, and know. with all of this promotion that Coinbase is getting, I'm Boy, I think when when investing, you need to basically have first of all have have that money. Be willing to part ways with it if it goes, but 
when you put that money in there, forget about it. Right. Just don't even remember that it's there. Just let it go and let it work. That's when money's working for you. Yeah. Sometimes you got to send the, the money out to go work. And you go, you still go work, do some other work, though. Yeah. And that's how, that's how it is. But you can't be sitting there, yo, did it grow yet? Did it grow yet? <laughs> man, you'll drive yourself crazy. And then you'll want to pull it out too quick. Oh, man. It's like planting the seed. Yeah. You ain't rushing that seed. To, you ain't going to dig it up out the ground like, oh, it's time to no, Pointless. Make it grow. Give it some time. I like that. Well, on to, uh, you know, the dessert of the episode. This guy with the food. You're making me <laughs> hungry, bro. Uh, we getting into the answers of the week. Y'all already know we had a great question. What was the question of the week previously? The previous question of the week was, if you could travel anywhere in the world, all expenses paid, where would you go? Ooh. All right. So here are some of the responses that we have. We got from Will to Create Entertainment. He said the UK. It's definitely happening. Yo, that's lit. Yeah. Uh, Will, we need to plan that trip, man, because I always wanted to go to the UK. My passport has just been chilling since the pandemic, man. I haven't used it yet. I think I need to get mine uh, renewed. Yeah, so uh, let's make that trip happen, brother. We're going <laughs> to the UK. So from Victoria Ajay Beauty, she, she said Seychelles, which is in Africa. Say that five times fast. I cannot. She says shit shells. Bro, what? <laughs> uh, that's dope, though. I've never heard that. You just Yo, told me yeah, something. Uh, Seychelles is in East Africa. i never heard of that. Capital city is Victoria. So, yeah, I could understand why Victoria wants to go to Seychelles. She said uh, they, they named it after me. So there you go. Why not? <laughs> uh, the real Shawnee Knox says uh, Egypt and visit the motherland. That's what's up. Gotta, gotta go to the motherland. Gotta go to the motherland. Uh, from Sexy Dreadhead, she said uh, Dubai. Okay. You know, Dubai, Dubai, one of them one of them spots. One of them spots. It's lit. I want to go to Dubai, too. Let's no, plan that trip. Facts. Uh, bring a lot of money with you. <laughs> <laughs> For real. I'm going to Dubai. Millie Love said Greece. Oh, okay. Greece is actually a very popular destination. I it is, and I want to go. Yeah. Uh, Earth Gypsy said uh, St. Martin. I've actually had the pleasure of going to St. Martin before. How'd you like it? Uh, very beautiful, very hot. Mm. And uh, I love the people there. People are very, very friendly there. So that was one of the cool things about that place. That's what's up. Called me Tony, said he wanted to go to Patty. Okay. Come on now. Hey, I want to go try the wine. I ain't gonna lie. That's the only reason I want to go. You just want to go for the wine? Yeah. And my wife want to go. She, she want to put a lock on the some gate or bridge they have. Apparently... <laughs> It's a love, I don't know, it's some little love lock you put on there that represents love. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, so. Hey, whatever floats a boat. <laughs> Facts. Uh, the Roll Up Podcast said uh, Fiji, <laughs> and uh, he, he said so he can uh, he would try to sneak a pound on there so he, he can go chill out there. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't mad at him. <laughs> I hope you get out there, brother. <laughs> well, I know you're not called the Roll Up for no reason. <laughs> Last but not least, Lady Tanae said Africa. Okay, she also wants to go to the motherland. Gotta visit the motherland. Yo, I gotta visit the motherland too. No, so. I think we all need to go there one time. We do. We, we gotta we do. that. Her is like nothing others. Like, like no other place. I, yeah, I definitely want to go, man. Like, like I said, I've never left the country before. I just gotta know where to start. Yeah. I really want to go to Canada. I want to go to Toronto. Like, I, I've been saying that for years. Drake? <laughs> Drake? <laughs> nah, I mean, I've, I've wanted to go to Toronto because growing up, I used to watch the grassy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe it either took place in Toronto or it was shot in Toronto, whichever the two. Or my name, I think it was door. shot in Toronto, actually. I think okay. it was. But yeah, like, um, I, I always wanted to visit Toronto because of the grassy. Interesting. You know? So this is way before Aubrey Graham became Drake, but, right. you know? So, um, so where you it was that your place that you would go? That was one of the no, no, not for this question. Okay, okay, I, okay. I would, you know, I just say I've, I've always wanted to go. There's many places I want to go. Uh, Toronto's one, Tokyo's another. Uh, I wanted to go to L.A. at one point, but I've been, so you know, it's not out of the country. But so, yeah, what's your one choice though? We, we got, we got to know See, your listen, one listen, choice. I, I, this is my show. <laughs> Yeah, technically, I mean, it's our show, yes, but... But we gotta know the one. This is my show. What's the one? <laughs> oh, David Rock, no. 
<laughs> Yo, I know that me honest. Oh, man. Listen, all right, all right. So the one place, if I had to choose one place, have all expenses paid mm. for me to go, I want to go to London. Mm. London? I want to go to London. Okay. Um, When I was in college, there was a TV show that I used to watch called Skins. I know that the States tried to make a USA version of it. It was nothing like the UK version. Mm. But um, I used to watch that show when I was in college. And I was like, yo, like the UK be on some other stuff compared to the States. Just like how Canada be on some other stuff compared to the States. Of course. So I definitely want to go to London. I want to check that out. You know, I would just love to see what it's like. You know? I'm at that. It's not like I got to learn another language. They speak English. For real. Just got to work on the accent. I'm I'm keeping the same accent (laughs) I already have. I don't care what they got to say about (laughs) me over there. It is what it is. I'm yeah, I'm just I'm speaking just like this. They'll be all right. Yeah, they can understand me. I like that though. Yeah. <laughs> That's a dope place to be. Yeah. If I could choose one place, it's definitely gonna be uh <laughs> let me get this right. Iceland. <laughs> now, I always get confused. I always get confused. We don't wanna go to the other one. We wanna go to Iceland. Okay, just for the people who, who don't know, what's the other one? Greenland. Okay. But Greenland is too cold and that's it. Greenland is is seems like it's supposed to be Iceland's name, but it's I don't know why they're backwards. But. Yep, they're they're backwards. I don't remember the reason why, but I learned about it in school. I don't understand, but my reason is just because it looks it looks extremely peaceful out there. I yeah. I, I would just love to go out there, go to the, see the green fields, and just be out there chilling, bro. Like I don't know, it's a place I've wanted to go since I was a kid for some reason. Okay, so hopefully I go. All right, especially if somebody pay for it. Want to be a Viking? Uh, negative. <laughs> I'll, I'll meet them. They're probably crazy, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? But You want to grow your hair out and get that long, like, Viking braid? Oh, I, no. I don't, but uh, I'll go experience the culture. I will immerse myself in the culture, so we'll, we'll see. Icelandic culture? Yeah, okay. we, we, we shall see. But uh, thank you to each and every person that answered the question of the week. Most definitely. Like um, always, we appreciate y'all. We, we definitely appreciate y'all, and... It's always a pleasure coming up with these questions and having y'all answer them. Like it's it's really dope. Yeah, yeah. And we're gonna continue to continue to give y'all these thought provoking questions, man, because I think they're important. Yes, sir. And with that being said, we have another one. Okay, B, you wanna give it to him? Sure. What what they say? What we So got? the question of the week for this week is If you knew the world was going to end a year from now, what would you do with your time? Uh-uh. Now, when I first heard that, I was like, yo, that's tough. That is like, tough. Like, that's really tough. I know what I would do with my time, but I'll save that for the next episode. I'm going to think about that one a little bit, man. Because that's, that's deep. Yeah, yeah, it is deep. But I, I already have my answer. So, you know, y'all just have to wait till next week to find out. Yeah. Well, I, I think this is almost a wrap. But we can't go without saying shout out to everybody in India and in Pakistan because we just Bro. found out uh, through our analytics. Yo, we are global. Yes. Yo, we, we, we on the map. Yo, that's crazy. First Germany. Come on. Now we have viewers in India, India and Pakistan. And Pakistan. Like, people are... There is, India is one of our highest viewerships. Who would have thought that? That is crazy. Yo, when you sent me that, I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> how are people watching us? Like, I mean, I know how, but... Over the United States, so that's the crazier part. Right. Yo, USA, what's popping? <laughs> we live here. What, what What's going on? They showing us more love overseas than y'all are over here. What's what's good, bro? So shout out to everybody in India, Pakistan. We appreciate y'all. Yo, listening. most definitely. Yeah, we appreciate the. Love. I don't know anybody in either country, but nah, it's it's crazy how. Do I. And again, when you sent me those analytics, I was like, Yo, <laughs> are you are you serious, man? So once again, hey, we started from nothing. We doing something. We reaching people. That's now what we are. That's what we wanted to do. Most definitely. And we got to reach around the world. Yes. To places that we've never been before. Just wait. They're going to be like, yo, can y'all come out here? We'll pay for y'all to get up out here. Y'all just come up out here. I'm uh, with it. Come on. Just speaking it into existence. Fly me out to India, man. For sure. I'd love to go. For sure. So, yeah, man. Uh, Well, I guess that's a wrap. That's a wrap. For episode 12. Episode 12, brother. That is a wrap for episode 12. Hey. Tune in next week, ladies and gentlemen, for episode 13. 13.
team. Jeez, we're getting up there, yo. We are. We are. Say we're moving on up. Moving on up. To the east side. We ain't going to the east side, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully we get a deluxe apartment in the skies. <laughs> yo. Yeah. Uh, B, what do we Go always ahead. say, man, when we ending up the episode? It's so hard. To say goodbye. No, just kidding. Yo, I'm I'm lit today. You know, despite some of the, the news that we've had, you know what I'm saying, the hard hitting news that we've had to deliver. Yeah. You know, I'm just I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm grateful to still be here. I'm grateful to still be able to to not only reach people in the United States. But overseas, the places we've never been before, yeah. we have a purpose in this life, man. We yeah. definitely do, and we are fulfilling that purpose as we speak, and we're not even done. We, done. we haven't even scratched the surface yet, man. Just the beginning, B. This is, yo, I, I, I'm I'm just happy. Just put it that way. I'm full of song because I'm happy. So, um, yeah, uh, I greatly appreciate every single one of y'all for tuning in to another great episode. We are wrapping up episode 12. Can't wait to see y'all next week for episode 13. And you know we cannot leave without saying where you are today is a residual outcome of the thoughts you've had in the past. And with that being said, y'all have a great week. Congratulations, Nard and Drika. Y'all not going to see this until it happens. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I was going to say something, but... I just thought about that. I I was going to say something, but I was like, I don't know if I want to say it yet because, I mean, I know they're going to say it. They're going to know by now. But, yo, congratulations, most definitely. Congratulations, y'all. Catch y'all next week. Peace. Peace.